This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, listeners. My name is Tammy, and this is Quad Pro Quo. I'm joined by my three co-hosts, Allie. Hello. Guido. Hello. And Matt. Hello there. We are a movie podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs. This week is Matt's pick, but before we begin... You guys are making horrible faces with what you're drinking right now. (gasps) Tell us what you're drinking. It's great. We'll lead into Matt's pick this week. Well... In the spirit of the movie that I picked this this week, I, I do believe that um, that setting the tone is appropriate. So we we are drinking sake, but we're not Getting turning in into mood. one. Of, we're not turning into one of those podcasts that pairs a drink with a movie. So don't, don't come. No, for us. no, 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 no. Don't think of it that way. It's just the theme of this movie is just terrible <laughs> cultural appropriation gone bad. Mm-hmm. And so, so you're drinking what? We're drinking sake. Ooh, you know where some people see appropriation, I see a celebration of culture. Okay, you know, there's nothing wrong with finding something you like and love about another culture and then incorporating that into some aspect of your life. Oh, it's nice. You guys aren't totally appropriating with your sake. No, you guys are fine. We're saying the movie. Oh, the movie. Yeah, the movie is terrible. (laughs) If you want to run down a street with a kimono and a Desert Eagle 50 caliber handgun, you should be able to do that. White man or no. You know what? In California and all of a sudden you're in a forest and you push back a tree branch and you see a dojo. a Japanese dojo. Yeah. Are we just going to get into it? It's a bro movie. It's 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 good that, you know, we as a society have come a long way from going with Asian stereotypes like this movie. I'm going to say yes, it is a terrible stereotype. It does have a lot of ter- terrible stereotypes. To then another movie like 20 30 years later passes the out have you guys watched that movie yet? Have you guys watched everything, everywhere, all at once yet? No, you told me Hot you bought fingers. it, and then you never came over and put it on the I unfortunately didn't make it all the way through it. Michelle, I mean, Tammy, <laughs> Tammy, Tammy, But we watched that movie. No, no, I, no, no. Is it no, like how she? Is it like how she's no, watched no. the Batman? <laughs> no, we did. They were at, They were doing nails in La Casa Pasta. We watched it. Oh, Shout while you La La were Pasta. out stealing Shout culture. Shout out to La Casa Pasta. <laughs> Our favorite, our favorite restaurant. As I raise my sake glass and take a sip. Oh, I just wanted to point out too. Everybody is wearing their shirts, so we are all not half naked like this movie. Oh. Do you want to tear my shirt open like the they do to every other dude in this movie? Do you need me to go put on a kimono? It makes me more aerodynamic. I when would we talk feel about a little podcasts. the way he said kimono. Kimono. Well, I totally, I, I totally steal it from <laughs> Danny McBride and Pineapple Express because it makes me more aerodynamic. Do you, I, do I thought you, you were going to bring up my awesome quote sweatshirt that I'm wearing. Do you have one of those? Um, tight shirts that look like you have tattoos like those Ed Hardy shirts. Nice. Oh, no, no. To wear with your kimono because that no. would be perfect. No. You know, I, I feel like you I'm pretty sure if Allison found like even half of an Ed Hardy shirt in my closet, she would throw me out on the street and I'd have to come live with you. <laughs> you, you look like... If it was only for this filming a girl who can't handle her shot so she always takes a little bit and then drinks a, a miller light after you're literally taking a sip of sake and then going Ooh, and then it, it, it gives me the irks i don't i mean don't i love it. it 
it. I have to. You, you okay. should take his picture. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. You want to see my gag face? This oh, is what it's it looks so like. so funny. Wait, 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 wait. I want to get this. Yak! 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 Yakity yak! Don't, Don't talk back. back. Come on, sip your Miller Lite, little girl. Oh my gosh. You're like Raquel. <laughs> Rachel? Rachel? This is my spoonful of sugar. It helps the medicine okay. go down. Matt, what movie have you picked for this week? Well, my again, my movie came out in 1991. It was directed by Mark L. Lester. It was written by Stephen Glantz and Calliope Bradle Street. Again. That's not a real person. No, it is a real person. <laughs> Calliope? These two were married. Calliope and, and Stephen Glantz. They were, they were a couple. Uh, it's starring uh, Dolph Lundgren who you all know as Ivan Drago. He killed Apollo Creed. Mm -hmm. He was also a Punisher at one point. He was also on an episode of Million Dollar Listing LA. Really? Yeah. uh, Frederick, because they're both Swedish. Frederick? Frederick sold his house. His house? No, sold Dolph Lundgren's house in LA. But was Dolph there? Yeah, he was on the show. He was on the show. It wasn't this season. It was last season. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch last season. He was on the show. Did Did he kick when he sold it? No, but Dolph did say that line that you you. If he dies, he dies. If he if if he cries, he dies or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It had a chemistry lab in the basement. He is very smart. Keep going. Yes, yes. So yes, Dolph Lundgren, Brandon Lee, RSVP. Oh, son of Bruce Lee. Again, as always, like I say, whenever I do a movie that has in you, you bring know, this on yourself. I know, but <laughs> I just. I just apologies <laughs> apologies in advance. I don't want to get like in trouble for I know I'm gonna butcher it. Kerry Haruki Hiroyuki Tagawa and Tia Carrera. My nice. movie is Showdown in Little Tokyo. Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee are ready for a showdown in Little Tokyo. They're two L.A. cops who are hungry for a little takeout. Going around the room. Who's seen it? We'll start with Allie. Um, I had seen it, but I only had just seen it like, what, a couple months ago because you showed it to me? I had never even heard of it. Yes, yes. And uh, I keep calling it Big Trouble Little Tokyo because <laughs> I can't remember. That's, that's, that is part of the that's reason against the rules. <sighs> I keep calling it Trouble in Little Tokyo. Trouble in Little Tokyo. Yeah, they're both keep, fired. Yeah, sorry. I think we've just we just watched Big but, Trouble in Little China. We did. So we're like. But then again, when you when you think about it, you know, studios always like to copy each other with certain True. things. So it, that it it, it kind of tracks. But these two, those two movies are nothing alike. No, so. nothing at all. Yeah, because one's th- awesome and one is you know bullshit. Well, you know, t- I don't, don't say do that well about your names. pick. I would never say that about my pick. Okay. Have you, uh, Tammy? Tammy, have have you seen Showdown Little Tokyo before? No, I never saw it. And then I saw our Dolph Lundgren, and I remembered him from the Rocky movies. Yes. And he had, like, no lines. So I had little expectation. Uh, of, yeah, I, I didn't. I was like, oh, God, this guy. So I, I really hope that that was just, my first impression I was just like, just for just for his sake I really hope that you went into like a Dolph Lundgren internet rabbit hole and you found out that he's actually a very he's like men's a level brilliant yeah he he has like multiple doctorates and PhDs he's 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 and not like bullshit like gift like honorary PhDs like legitimate from multiple universities, yeah, like prestigious he, he's, universities he is incredibly intelligent yeah he's a he's a top-notch guy but 
you asked me what I thought when no, I no, saw no, it no, initially. No. So, but no, but like He's I said, I, thought, I was like, I hope you went into this like yeah after the fact. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I went. I went down the. The, the rabbit Dolph, hole. The Dolph Lundgren hole. Yeah, because after I watched the movie, I was like, yes, daddy. <laughs> I mean, can get it. Not going to lie. Yeah. Can you, get it. You're smart and you're so tall. Hot. So tall. Uh, Guido? Guido, yes. Have you seen this before? Well, now I don't want him in my house. Oh, you better watch out. He's kind of the opposite of your type because he's not like Italian and swarthy. No, no offense, Guido. I know. I <laughs> he know is I the Uberman when you think about it. Yeah, I don't know what to say. He's basically what Nietzsche wrote about. There's not always- a dry couch cushion in my house. No. When we saw there's this. always a you know. There's a. I watched this by myself too. <laughs> I I literally I literally know for a fact that. But do it in a Swedish accent. Bang. Swedish. Swedish, Swedish, Swedish. <laughs> Swedish. Yes, he's Swedish. <laughs> I no, I actually know for a fact that prior to recording this, that Guido has seen it before because it was another one of your. No, no, no! It was one of your Vanderpump nights. Yeah, you guys were upstairs watching that, and then I was just like, "Dude, <sighs> let's just fucking watch this movie." I know you're gonna have to watch that it was again. Literally take... Last week, yeah, it was two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Let's just watch it." I know you're gonna fucking love it. Yeah, and then he came upstairs and he's like, you're going to fucking hate this movie. <laughs> All right, well, start us out. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't, I don't know. So, Guido, before Matt showed it to you literally seven days ago, had you seen it before that? Decades before. Decades before. It, okay. It, like a, a decade and a half. Like okay. it, This is one of the uh, blockbuster movies that Jesse and I would rent. Aww. If it wasn't a horror movie, it was a karate movie with lots of violence that we could see boobs in this Check was one boxes. of them sidekicks with um, Chuck Norris? Did you ever, did you ever rent that movie? I think so, dude. I was so obsessed with that movie. The other one was um, Surf Ninjas. All the Hellraisers. <laughs> all the Hellraisers. All, all the Hellraisers. Oh, so gross. Okay, Matt, kick us off. Okay, karate chop us into this movie. Well, actually, no. I'm going to start with a samurai sword and a silhouette of a very muscular man covered in. Which is presumably Yakuza tattoos. That is a thing. The uh, Just for listeners that don't know what the Yakuza is, the Yakuza is basically the Japanese equivalent of the uh, of the Mafia. Mm-hmm. They're like a, a former like samurai class. It dates back to like... He says it in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's like hundreds of years old. So this you've class. had a problem with these guys for a while, then, huh? It and it has the <laughs> longest Sorry. opening credits for a movie really that has a seventy-eight long. minute runtime. Yeah, that, but like <laughs> this movie does feel blessedly <laughs> short, and I love it. That's a thing, though. I, I'll get to that in the fun facts. But like, I even re- I'm like, this is very Doctor No, like the original James Bond, where it's just like it's just like lights on a person's body, and it's just oh, showing. It's, yeah, it's like showing off the art that it's, is the tattoo. It's man flesh. Beautiful okay. tattoo. Beautiful uh, specimen of tit, these men with tits. these muscles. Pets. But it's like the longest credits ever. It's long credits. Yeah. And then, like, I was like, "Oh, these are kick-ass tattoos." And then I was like, "Okay, I, I'm." It's done gratuitous man flesh. Men, I'm ready to like look that's to see half. So, there are a lot of man boobs in this movie. And the so, music sounded like it was on like a. It sounds like a John Carpenter key, movie. Keyboard. It's yeah. C tier for sure. It sounds like a John Carpenter movie. Well, John Carpenter does compose his own music, so on a on a keyboard C tier keyboard. So. so yeah. We start in a little Asian district in a California city, but this time it's Little Tokyo and Los Angeles. Presumably, 
in an underground fighting ring since, you know, stuff's happening in this. It's, it's all like back alley stuff. And Dolph Lundgren, he's not walking through the front door. We see Dolph Lundgren. He's literally climbing up a ladder onto the roof and then like jumps down into the building. Like a guy that big could ever sneak into anything. The main like Yakuza guy that we see is actually he's he's named Sato. That's his character's name. I, I I'm not even gonna pronounce his head yak. Well no 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 he's like the head he's like head goon. Head goon, yeah. Got it. Which is funny because he's also the head goon in the <laughs> first two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh movies. yeah. He he led the Foot Clan. Nice. He he did it for Shredder. He's Mr. Foot. So Dolph lands in the middle of the boxing ring and he calls out the guy that runs. And he's like, he's like, you better stop this because you know it's legal and it's pissing me off. And then everybody's like, I bet on the new guy in the ring. And they're like, and Dolph even says, that's a good bet. And then they start fighting each other in the ring. And then the Yakuza that just walked in, they whip out their... Uzis and their MP5s. That's a correct. Of, a lot of guns. That is 100% and correct. And they literally start shooting up the place. Meanwhile, Dolph whips out his Desert Eagle, which is not the biggest thing he's packing in this movie. It's the same gun That's from... a really big gun, too. Uh, last Action Hero. So a shootout ensues in this boxing ring. The, the people that perpetrated it, which I will just call the Yakuza... They escape, but Dolph chases after them, and he's shooting at them. You never see him reload to that whole seven bullets thing out the window already. Dolph chases after them, guns a-blazing. The car flips around. He's shooting at them, and then he leaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would call a that single- a karate jump. I was like, holy fuck, he jumped over the car. He, he- is he is Superman, able to leap yeah. a tall building over a single bound. He, he just street fightered over a car. Not only does he, like, know karate, kung fu, bushido, he speaks fluent Japanese because he's, I guess he works the little Tokyo district, and he's at this restaurant, and, and the... And wearing the, what? Wearing what a, pants are he oh wearing in this scene? The clothes. The corduroy? Oh, no, I, I, the the corduroy? corduroy? Yeah, the corduroy. That is crushed velvet pleated... I, would, okay. I was okay. just yes. going to talk about his leather jacket, but you you guys want to no, talk no. about the And pants. it's L.A., so it's I hot as shit. That's what we know what y'all it's were looking at. It's not even just yeah. his clothes. Like, the Yukuzu. They have Yakuza, these, for Yakuza. fuck's sake. They have these awesome suits. They're going to come and, and kill us. And they've all these Paisley right. ties. Mm-hmm. And they, like, roll in. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were, there's some like, reason they hate, la- they hate lapels on jackets. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like zoot suit, like yes. zoot suit riot right yes. there. I was more focused on the crushed velvet pleated hammer pants that Dolph Lundgren was wearing. It was a whole moment, this whole scene of the, the clothes, the fashion, and then the music. I felt like I was in an old like, Mission Impossible like Nintendo game. And then the Yakuza show up. Again, the same guys. I don't even think they changed clothes. Yes. They showed up and they start pressing on they start pressing on Mamasan there. <sighs> well, she's she's, she's so the, cute. She's the late I'm sorry, the the proprietor of the restaurant. That's so much but, better. But that's but that's what they they were calling her. They were calling her Mamasan. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. So they're sitting there and they're like saying like they're basically pressing on her like the mafia does on any small business. We're like, we'll make sure all your shit shows up on time. You don't have any problems. Yeah, blah, straight blah, up blah. racketeering stuff. Yeah. You have to pay us monthly. But you yeah. have to pay us. 
And he like pulls a knife on her. He pulls a knife on her, and then Dolph, as you do, illegal knife. And then yeah, because he's got like it's a butterfly. butterfly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, and Dolph just walks up while he's still holding his his his, uh, his tea or his coffee or whatever. I do like how calm he is. Well, he's Dolph Lundgren. What is he? What do you gotta worry about? Yeah, he's like, but, uh, you're not gonna ruin my breakfast. But he's like, and then no, they and then, ruin and that they, fucking restaurant. And then they start fighting. And he's like, he still has the cup of coffee while he's holding the guys. He's like, hey, hey, guys. If uh, I don't finish my breakfast, I get really cranky. Yeah, that's what it is. And you don't want to deal with me while I'm cranky. And then they start. And then they start. I <laughs> roll. And they start beating the shit out of each other. Like just dudes being me? dudes. We get introduced to another character played by uh, Brandon Lee, the son of Bruce Lee, who you know a lot of our listeners will know from The Crow. He's a yeah son of Bruce Lee. This is actually his first. American film, his fifth film overall. You know, he's just walking in and, you know, just going to go grab some breakfast or whatever. He sees a fight happening. We find out he's also like a cop, basically, and he starts fighting everybody. Well, at this point, I didn't know that. Yeah. They're just two macho dudes being macho dudes. Well, yeah, yeah. Kicking ass. They're they're just, they're just two dudes. Yeah. That's like shit's happening. Dick swinging ensues. Yeah. And they literally and they start helicopter like, dick. They start fighting each other. And then the the that, Bruce what is Bruce Lee's boy? Brandon. Brandon. Brandon but his character is It's a lot Brandon. Maruda. Maruda. Johnny then, Johnny Maruda. Yeah, yeah. And then and the other guy's Chris Kenner. Chris Kenner. He I, like pulls his cop badge yeah, on Chris Kenner and he's like, I'm the Police. Yeah, no, because when you do that, it activates a force field, and well, you because can't get hurt. literally the the yakuza they whip the guns out and they start shooting up the place, and then they escape, and the only ones that are left are I'm just going to call Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren. I'm just going to call Brandon Lee, Brandon Lee. So Dolph Lundgren, Brandon Lee, at the same time, they both pull their guns out and their badges, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh One's wait, bigger than the other. They're like, wait. You're Kenner? Don't get me. You're my new partner. Ha! <laughs> Buddy cop comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, and then we're like, oh, okay, they're cops. That's why these guys are following these other guys. Yep. And then turns out not all of the Yakuza escaped. There is one guy left behind. He's unconscious. So then they take this guy back to the precinct and they start to interrogate him. And they're like, I don't think this guy speaks English. To which Dolph again showcases his perfect Japanese. He's like, in Japanese, who's your boss? Who do you work for? What do you do? What are you here for? And then he rips open his shirt. And the dude is just inked out. His entire chest is just covered in... Kind of like the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Just Japanese man chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it triggers something in Dolph because he sees... He sees the markings. We find out that he's Yakuza. He works for the Iron Claw Clan. Yes. The Claw. Uh, which is a particular branch off of the Yakuza. The same Yakuza that killed Dolph Lundgren's parents. Really it, savage kill scene. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. aggressive. And he, and he witnessed it. Yes. Yeah. He was a little, young. He, he was a little kid. Large dicked child. <laughs> right after the flashback, they're, they're talking mm. to each other and you can see that like. They just, they're both laughing when they say their lines. They just can't keep a straight fucking face. Who, Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee? Yeah, they're both cracking up right right well, after, right after their, well, look. right after this flashback, you can see like the best take they had on, 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 
film in the editing room was these two assholes cracking up at each other. Well, I'm we're sure. not watching Humphrey Bogart and Cary Grant here, okay? <laughs> yeah, they're so fucking around. Dolph is explaining to Brandon Lee, like, who's the Yakuza, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, he's doing something right now. Dolph looks in. The guy has, like, moved the, the table, and he's down on his knees, and he's, like, psyching himself up. And he's going to snap his own neck. As you do. Can you snap your own neck? I think um, you could. If you I mean, do the proper breathing exercises beforehand and you sit in a cross-legged formation, yeah, you could. I think with enough force, you probably could. Yeah. I mean, I saw, I saw like, Sasha Colby do pretend to do it multiple times on... On RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, I think it has something to do with Ki or Chi. I'm not sure. Hashtag nutrition so the, the yeah, yeah, the guy kills himself. We then cut to a party happening in on a on a house in in the L.A. Hills. I'm From pretty, Twin Sitters. I'm pretty sure Twin Sitters was happening right down the street. And just people doing crystal meth out in the open. Yeah, like is crystal meth a big thing at this time? No, it no, no. is when it looks like rock candy. So I like it was crack. Like it was rocked. So so we're crack we're seen we're in. I mean, this is the house of of the yakuza boss, direct opposite of what I said about Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee. I'm going to call this guy Mr. Yoshida because that's his character's name. I don't want to butcher his actual name again. It's uh, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. He's in a lot of movies. Yeah, he is. Mortal uh, mo- Kombat. Yeah, most famously, or would you just rather I call him Shang Sun? I, I have head yak in my as long as it's not offensive because he's because Sha- yeah he's he's most famously known as Shang Sun in the Mortal Kombat. I'm sure he's not I mean, most famously known for Shang that. Well, no, he's just what we know him. For. He's most popularly <laughs> he's known. He's probably for like him. a very well respected Japanese oh, yeah. actor, but we know over him there. <laughs> he's but prob- over here in yeah, video he games pro- and shit. Like, yeah, he's just where he's by his character's name. Yeah, so Yoshida. Okay. Okay. A we're introduced to Mr. Yoshida. We're also introduced to Tia Carrera, her friend Angel, Hot. and as you guys yes. mentioned, as you guys mentioned, we are also introduced to Crystal Meth and early, <coughs> early nineties titties. Oh my God! Yeah, lots of titties. That yep. is a titty this is, pool. This they is did not titties. move. This is totally a. Oh, those first ones you see are rock hard. They were firm. They were firm. There was no bag. They just injected the silicone directly into the boob. Her plush. skin is pulled so tight over those implants. This yeah. is yes. This is just days. just for our listeners. This is well, a modern medicine. How oh yeah. This is a not safe for work movie. Lots of titties. To answer Tammy's question, I feel like this. Whoever was writing this movie and rewriting this movie and then rewriting the rewrite, they're like, "Hey, there's this new drug out. I think it's called like crystal meth. Uh, what what should we say about it?" Well, they and they're just like they literally throw it to like it. It does everything. They yeah. say something later when they're they're looking at that body and the medical examiner says like, "Oh, she would have been dead in 20 minutes from all the meth." It's really big over in Japan. I, we don't have it as much here anymore yet. And I was like, "Oh." In my notes. Okay. In my notes, it says, some blonde bimbo at a party smokes the drugs out of a drug pipe. Holy fuck, Tia Carrera is here? Hair all high and shit? Yeah. Her hair was pretty high. We find out, like, Tia Carrera's like, Angel, why are you still doing that stuff? You shouldn't be doing it. You, you gotta get off of it. She's gonna get off. <laughs> yeah. Something's gonna get off. We find out that, um, Angel... Don't lose your head. <laughs> oh, my God, there's tears. <laughs> Angel actually ratted out 
the Yakuza, because the Yakuza is actually just showing up in town now. They're trying to establish, uh, you know, dominance on the market and like their territory and everything. But Angel apparently ratted out on the Yakuza to the original like Japanese boss of the area, the guy that ran the fighting ring that we saw earlier. And the brewery? And the brewery. brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they said that, so, I couldn't. I couldn't. It's well, it's a Japanese accent, and brewery has a bunch of R's in it. It's hard. Um, no, so, I didn't laugh because of that. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed because I just feel like every oh, time they said it, I was like, "Thank okay. goodness this brewery is near I, us." So I we thought can get you some were cold being ones. mean. I just, I don't know. I just felt like it was the <laughs> oddest front for yeah, a I crime agree. organization. <laughs> brewery and a nightclub, like the new brewery. Well, the nightclub I understand because the, the nightclub I got the drugs, but the brewery yeah. I don't. Where get. do you think the nightclub gets its beer? But it was just it, like like and Holly it's crystal said, meth. It was just. It seemed like a misplaced business. Yes. Angel is a meth head. She ratted on Yoshida to the other Japanese boss. What he does is he decides he's like, you tried to fuck me. I'm going to fuck you. Is she a sex worker or is this just what he decides to do with her? Well, I think she is. I thought she was a sex worker. Yeah, she's a sex worker. I think she's like owned by the gang. Yeah, it doesn't really matter because he only softcore porns her before he gets his knife out. You know what I mean? Yeah, this was a lot for me. Like, well, I I mean, he's just making smut films. It wasn't a knife. It was a. It was. It was a samurai sword. sword. It was a tanto blade. So what they do is he 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 full, he pulls out the knife. He cuts her dress open to get her naked. Which she is just, super hot. She just thinks that he's. Oh go- yeah, you know. She just thinks that he's just going to be like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. In all's front forgiven. of like twenty people. Yeah, it was real. That's the content oh. they come there for. So and then one of his henchmen pulls out a big bowl of meth for her. Straight again, up rock candy. Again, we don't know how meth works in this day and age. It's just giant crystallized sugar. Yeah, that's, yeah. So as he cuts open her dress and he's like about to fuck her from behind because mm-hmm. he's super mad too. He's like. <sighs> face is very expressive. I don't know if we need the noises. but Well, I mean, it's like it, if you guys have seen Mortal Kombat and you haven't seen this movie yet, you know, like when he does the whole. No, what's it sound soul, like? It's your soul is mine. He's very expressive face. Just like that. The one guy hands him the sword and he's like full, like super rock hard right now. And he takes a sword and cuts her fucking head off. Yeah. Yeah. Right in front of everybody. Right then. Right in front of everybody. She's not expecting this whatsoever. He did a big cummies on her back right when he cut her head off. So then it cuts to a, uh, it cuts to a scene in a church, which for those of you that have seen multiple John Carpenter movies, it's the uh, church from Prince of Darkness. And Brendan's like... the 10 people that have seen Prince of Darkness. Hey, (laughs) I was at that theater when we saw it. Oh, I've seen it. There were at least like 30 people in that theater. That's (laughs) true. Brendan with the necessary one-liners like, man, this is a weird part of town. Dude, you got a weird job, man. Go figure his dad is a dentist. Okay, so remember when we watched that amazing movie Malignant? Oh, that awful fucking movie! Yes, yes. <laughs> Remember, um, the cop in that movie? He was no. like uh, an Asian. <laughs> His name was like Kiko. Yeah, he reminds okay. me of Brandon Lee in this movie. Just like I, I don't, don't know, know if you know this, but I'm gonna die later making the crow. How many times have you watched that fantastic movie, Malignant? Now only like 
No, only twice. I've watched it myself and I watched it with you guys. I it's not like Barbarian where I show it to everybody <laughs> just to freak them out. Ba 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 ba. My mother was horrified. Oh my goodness! We just need one parents. of those. Well, she likes horror movies. Titty lady is a lot. Dad left real early. I really feel like, like we I don't need like to find one Bubba so we can dig our tunnel. The neighbor tunnel of friendship. You need no Bubbas. So, <laughs> so, you see those tits? I need some Bubbas. Ew. Like again, uh, we find Angel's body and the, uh, the, the medical examiner, who is actually the woman that plays Will Smith's mom from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Oh, her mom or Aunt her, Viv? No, his mom. Oh. Like she'll cut like so like Aunt Viv's sister, the one yeah. that the one that sent him out there to keep him from slapping. She people. said you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. That didn't work. Yeah. Oh no, you did go there, didn't you? You said it. Oh, yeah, I did. Chris Rock, you're welcome. We love you. Yeah. Will did not people. play that very well. No. So after after they investigate the murder, the the scene of the where the body was found, uh, Dolph and Brandon Lee are driving back to. They're driving somewhere. They're probably driving back to the precinct. Who knows? But they're talking about their backgrounds. So uh, when did you learn Bushido? And he's like, Yeah, I was four. And uh, Brandon Lee's like, uh, My mom, my dad was a dentist. Uh, my heritage is the mall, the valley. I love all this stuff. Yeah, Brandon Lee like, is also I, not Japanese. He is Chinese. Yeah, he's not he, Japanese. He's more Asian than also, Dolph. But Dolph Lundgren's like, well, I was an army brat that was, uh, my father was stationed in uh, in Japan in the post-war. Like, the, the, the post-war occupation ended in the 50s. Why was your dad still there? That the timeline doesn't make sense. But he was, apparently he was raised in Japan. Raised fully Japanese, even though he's like uber, uber mensch over here. Super quiet wanks, nothing but paper walls. But like, well, I'm sure he was on like an army base. So, it was well, like, uh, yeah, he was at least yeah. until at least until his parents were murdered by the Yakuza. Uh, mm-hmm. Gosh, this is awful. And then we also, you know, just a fun fact about like Dolph Lundgren. I know you guys are talking about his pants, but his uh, his leather jacket. That's his very own leather jacket. His big leather jacket is his very own leather jacket that has the kanji logo of his karate style on it. Does your Do your notes indicate whether there's underwear in the later scenes where they actually his too? No, they no. were actually oh, mailed to okay. you. That was actually edible fruit roll-up underwear. Oh, oh, okay. So much better than I thought. That so is. after they're talking about their uh, their backgrounds, they're driving to the Bonsai Club, which is another, which is the place where Angel worked, the mm-hmm. one that was murdered. Yep. They're, they're investigating the murder now. They have to break in through the back and they get into a fight with the, with the security guard at the back and dick swinging ensues. It was just, it was just like a, a weird thing though. Like they just walk in. They, they're allowed to be there. It Why was pretty much a like, can I hold your so cock? Like, I'm just going to huh. fight. I'm it does have heft. Hold mine. See? It's equally heavy. Oh, you're you're at the door. Oh, you're a doorman? I'm going to punch you in the face. Like, there well, was no, as was you no do. bad well, no, the, the, interaction the guy, at all. The guy in the back was the, like, to the to the illicit play area of the club. It was just, it was just funny. Like, it, so, oh, we're bad, we're cops, but we're just gonna punch everybody. So, so, so they walk in. There's topless sumo wrestling. 
There's sushi in the raw. Which, which Brandon Lee earlier was like, I don't eat fish. I don't like raw fish. But then Wait a he, second. But then as he walks in there, he's like, I can get immersed in the culture. I hate him. Like his character? Well, I can't hate a person. Yeah. Yeah, his you character. hate his character. I'm sure he was a lovely human maybe, being. Maybe, maybe I spoke too soon. And then, of course, Tia Carrera is singing also. Oh, God. She reminds me of like that scene in 007 Goldeneye. Do you remember um, where Minnie he goes Driver? to see the... Yes. Most people don't know that's her. It's like strangling a cat. Stand by your mind. Yes. I mean, this wasn't... Yeah, this was... I mean, thankfully, she redeems herself in Wayne's World a year later where she's... As, yeah, she could wail in that Yeah, movie. she could wail. A year after this movie, She's she better when she Wayne's wails, World. yes. Wow. They go and they ask Tia Carrera about her friend. The Yakuza show up again and then there's more fights. Well, it is their club. Well, yeah. Baldy shows up. You know, Sato shows up with a gun and he stops the fights because he has a gun pointed right at them. Mm-hmm. And then they take them to meet Yoshida. And that's where the flashback is. That's where the second flashback mm-hmm. is where we find out that not only was this branch of the Yakuza responsible for Dolph Lundgren's death. but Yosh- death. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren's parents' death. But Yoshida was the guy that actually killed Dolph Lundgren's parents, and Dolph cut his face. Yeah, yeah. And he like he like rips open his shirt. That eye prosthetic's sees, not great. Yeah, he sees the see the, the tattoo lift. of the claw. Yeah, on his chest. So it was like confirmation right there that that was the guy. And Dolph Lundgren like same claw. Dolph pulls his Desert Eagle out and is about to blow his head off, and then they all pull their guns out. And Brandon Lee's like standing there, like trying to talk him down, dude. And then he does that whole thing where he's like, "Police, policeman, yeah. Matt, like, you no don't want to kill me." He didn't even—he didn't pull his own gun out. He snatched it oh, from someone right, else. Right. That's right. Like he just grabbed it from another guy that was pointed, <sighs> like pointing it at him. He yeah. was like, "Mine." Flips it around. No one does a thing. Points it at the bad guy. It was like, "Now I'm in charge." Ha ha. But then Brandon Lee is standing there. He pulls his gun out and he has his badge and he's like, police, policeman, it is bad to shoot us with a tour de force performance from Brandon Lee again here. They're able to leave because of the the whole like police thing. Mm -hmm. And Brandon Lee is driving the car and then he stops. He pulls over and does this freak out. Gets out of the car, he jumps up onto the hood, walks across it, and then kicks Dolph's side of the. Like, what was going on back there? Yeah, You're trying like, to get me killed. Such you a know. stupid mini meltdown. He's like, tell me the truth. Tells him the story about how, you know, Yoshida was the man that killed his parents and put him in an orphanage in Japan. And then we get this response from. Brandon Lee, where he's like, we're going to nail this guy. And when we get done, we're going to go eat fish off those naked chicks. So Did we gross. just become best friends? Which is like, it, yep. it, it, yeah, it's really funny because I've always said, I think I've said it before, like I've said about how Guido gets all of his facial mannerisms from like uh, Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. like Jim Carrey movies. But when he gets excited about stuff and wants to talk about stuff, I feel like he sounds like how Brandon Lee sounded in this part where he's like, we're going to, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get this thing from hers. 
We're going to bring it. We're going to bring it back to my house, and then we're going to sell it on the marketplace for money. How is that going, by the way? Uh, We have thirty-two clicks, and I haven't. The beginning of next week, I'll be putting it on eBay. So not good. I'm going to be putting it on eBay. So we believe in you. So then they follow the yakuza to Ali's favorite place in the movie, the Red Dragon Brewery. And then 90s gang stereotypes ensue because, like, bikers on meth sh- or bikers show up, like, cholos show up. Selena Atheris. Yeah. Uh, and they're all just standing there, and, and, the, and Yoshida's sitting there like, this is how it is going to be now. You want meth from us? The bikers are the ones that are like, what do you mean we got to do that from you guys? That's some bullshit. Yoshida whips out a samurai sword and cuts off one of the biker's hands. He shouldn't have been leaning. And then he says, no, you have one hand to wipe your ass with. Yeah, Are you yeah, going, you want to keep the other one? Next, boobs. So yeah, we're back at the bonsai club when Yoshida goes up and sees Tia Carrera and propositions her. He takes her back to his house, shows her the video of him executing her friend He's like, you better fuck me now or the same thing's going to happen to you. And she's just sitting there going like, no, oh, no, no. Like I saw better reactions from robo jocks when the, when the, well, you know, the little doctor lady was like, oh, he oh, finds oh. the apple outside his door. The sweetest gross. So, I blocked that from my memory. So he now could have just said he was in Asian women. Like he's I, like. I just like but fuck. he had to be gross. He's like, I just like fucking chicks from Asia. Come on, what's up? Well, he Let's shows. Not preface it with not fucking. It's raping. Yeah, he yeah. raped her. He raped her, but he showed her his homemade smut first. So yeah. that's he shared with her. Was it first. smut or was it snuff? Hmm. It's a snuff film. It was Ooh, snuff because yeah. he murdered her. That chick her. died. He snuffed. Well, technically, a snuff film is um that they get murdered after they have sex. So since she got murdered, like. During or really, he really, had he had, an, had not had sex he hadn't inserted all. yet. Yeah, he didn't take off his pants. You're right. So. No, he was soft core porning her. Yeah. So the next morning, Dolph and Brandon Lee are staking out the house, and then like Brandon Lee's like, "Oh, there's something going on in the window there. There's that girl from the club that we talked to. Mm-hmm. She's got a really big knife. What's going on there?" And Dolph then takes the binoculars, like, "Oh no, she's going to commit seppuku." And as our listeners would know, one from our Lone Wolf and Kubik, uh episode, that is a, uh, a ritual suicide, famous in Japan. But uh, like ladies, how they commit seppuku, they don't do the whole like cut through their tummies and... Tummies. Uh, all they do is they stab themselves in the throat with a really long knife. Dolph Lundgren's like, no, I'm going to stop that. You follow them. I'm going to save the girl. So he runs down there in his velvet pressed pleats and his, you know, dress shoes. Yeah, my notes here, I say, uh, you know what? We're just going to call Dolph Chad for the rest of this. He just breaks the glass with his back. It's like paper thin. Mm-hmm. And I also, mean, did, didn't you strong. notice All how... windows. Didn't you notice how quiet the Desert Eagle was in this? Yes. Oh, yep. So quiet. You would have thought that they put like a movie style silencer on it. it Definitely like doesn't the, sound like that in real life. inconspicuous... Uh, it is one of, of the a, louder guns. Yeah, he saves her. He stops her from committing seppuku. He backs her out through a patio door. Mm-hmm. And then he runs off the roof. He then flips a car on its side. A Oldsmobile yeah. 442. As a, as a barricade 
to prevent people from shooting at him. He steals the other car. He shoots at the car he flipped up, blows it up, and gets away. Gets away. We then cut to a scene of the Yakuza, of the people that like didn't stop Dolph from stealing the girl. And he's doing one of the Yakuza traditions of, you know, he committed a great mistake. The only way that he can save face is he has to cut off one of his fingers. Yeah, and he does. He does. Yoshida is like, oh, is that all? And then he stabs Yoshida in the throat. Mm -hmm. And then they kill the guy. And then he says, bring me the head of the blonde cop. And Mm -hmm. that's how you can make it better. And Dolph, then there's, you know, he's still in his investigation. toss the finger in the trash, by the way. Rude. He's still investigating Yoshida on, on, the, uh, on the criminal case. But he leaves Tia Carrera at his loft, which, where did you say, Allie, where did you say that loft is from? It's from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, like it looks like the same one. No, I'm almost positive it is because when the the training montage happens, he's Mm -hmm. literally hitting a bag just like Buffy is in Merrick's loft. I guarantee you it's the same loft. It has the brick wall and everything. I guarantee you because you thought it was the loft. I thought it was. No, no, no. I thought it was the same loft from The Rock. Like, because I. No, I guarantee you it's the same loft from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like you said the Buffy comparison when he was training at night. I was making this comparison to The Rock when it was during the day. It's the same loft like the one from Face Off. No, I don't think it's that loft. Oh, okay. I do think but it's like, the Buffy loft, though. He, he leaves Tia Carrera at his loft with a shotgun, and he's like, shoot at anything that you see coming. Except she, me. Point like, away from you. Yeah. And then Red she, is dead. And then she's like, well, what if it's you? And he's like, you won't see me coming. Yeah. Oh, but oh, and he does sneak up. (laughs) He's gonna get it right in her hair, dude. You know it. And then Brandon Lee's like, "They must not have any water in his house because they all went to this place to take a bath." Because they go to a (laughs) bath. I hate him. I I hate him. (laughs) They go. They go. They go to a Japanese bathhouse, and I would be terrified. If he was a cop in my city. And and they're sitting there and they're like saying, we're going to take you in on murder. And then he's like, oh, you're going to, you can't do this. And then, you know, Yoshida brings up his father and like dick swinging and fighting ensues in the bathhouse. Yep. This and they have no problem so of committing great. assault. This is a great no scene. Problem. It reminded me of like a B-level version of that Russian bathhouse fight scene Eastern Promises. With, what's his name? Vigo Mortensen. Mortensen. Real good. Like at one point. That uh, one actually had swinging dicks in it too. And, and Brandon Lee fucking sucks as a partner. He fucking they sucks at everything. They've literally circled sucks a living. around. That's what I said including. Kenner. I was going to say including life. And you would think that your partner would have your back. Like that you can see. And then this the, the one guy. The, the bald guy that's a little Sato. Bit, Sato. He literally like puts... Chris Kenner in a like a headlock and Brandon Lee is nowhere to be found. Right. And don't forget there's another guy in a diaper that has a hose and he they sprays water at him. Dolph right. has to fight a sumo guy. Yeah. Who lands on him. <laughs> who Whoa. lands on him. That should have like broken his ribs or something because that dude was like what 300 pounds probably. And then they're like wrestling under the water and mm-hmm. you can only think like how are you opening your eyes? These Wilhelm are hot scream. springs. You know, they're, they're just hot tubs. 
and they're wrestling under the water and they got hoses and they're stabbing each ah. other. Like it was it was all very entertaining. I was gotcha. And at the end of the fight scene, then Brandon does the shooties and many a bad guy have died. So then what happens is they go back to the loft. Uh Tia Carrera's just sitting there like, oh, shotgun. We're leaving. We're go- go we're go to my secret place. We're gonna go to my place where nobody can find us. We're going to my cabin up on the lake. Which is totally a Japanese-style dojo on the lake. Yeah. It's like Japanese on the inside is like Patrick Swayze's barn house. It's Patrick Swayze's barn house from Roadhouse. It's on a lake. I thought it was going to have that gross house that Ben Gazzara lived in. Same vibe. You can definitely hear rich people have sex parties across yep, a river. Yeah, naked you know? titties. Same, probably, t- probably same titties. And except this one has much thinner walls, so everyone mm. can hear you bang. Brandon Lee was like, hey, man, maybe I should just go and find a hotel. Or, yeah. Or yeah, you it's should. Totally have you seen these walls? And he's like, we've got three rooms, three doors. Beds three, on floors. Ugh. Three futons. Yeah. And Brandon Lee's like, what's, what's a, a futon? futon? Because he's a rich boy. And then smiles like, I knew the answer when I you, asked. I would have been like, you could replace a futon with you and it would do a better acting You're job. You're a fucking futon. Fucking piece of wood. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so Dol- Champ. So Champ. Shut up, I'm going to die later. So, Dol- so Dol- Literally. Dolph goes to relax in his little, like, barrel hot tub or whatever. I can't even with this scene. <laughs> uh, That's a whiskey barrel. When she comes out and she, and she says, comes out and she's like, "Oh, sorry, I should have made more noise." No, big guy can you, in can you a close little your eyes tub. And like, this is this tub is the size of my fucking thumb, and you think that he's not going to be able to see your tits when you get in and the water covers them? She's definitely sitting on his big toe. This, also, this reminded me of the scene in Twins with Arnold and Kelly Preston when she's yes. like, "Oh." The bed is lumpy. It's lumpy. Can I sleep on the floor with you? So they sit there. They're in the hot tub and they're just, you know, just gallivanting around. And then it cuts to them and like Dolph Lundgren's in bed on his futon, probably dreaming about killing Apollo Creed or something. And the music is like Enya making sweet love to Kenny G. So then Tia Carrera, she slides open the paper thin paper thin door and it's like I can't sleep I'm so worried well she was just recently raped and that is you know that is true but you know any woman that has just had that happen recently is usually in the mood of instantaneously to get speared by a swede yeah and then he's and then he's like oh (laughs) well fucking hell she's like she's just (laughs) Is this the she, Olympics? Like, yeah. She's just like, I'm just going to, I'll, I'll stay on my side of the bed. You're going to hold the blankets? I bought my, I brought my own. So then. She just wanted to touch his. It happens. I can't. They fuck. Well, yeah, she heard him coming. She and said then, that. And then, and I yeah. And, and then, and then. The, I heard you coming. <laughs> the, the post, the post-coital scene is like, hey, hey, Kenner. I heard you coming. That time. This I time heard I heard you coming. you coming. And I was like, wait, 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 what does that mean? Because he was making no noise. His facial expressions were comical, whilst she is like really fucking that scenery. Like well, just chewing you know, it up. When she was holding that shotgun, he didn't come into the room like, <laughs> Jesus. Or he's like, oh, oh, 
I am here. Oh, he's like, all right. Oh, are you still oh. there with that shotgun? Or he was more like, I need uh, a warm towel. Oh. All right, let's keep going. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, while the hot tub and the fucking was happening, guess who shows up outside the dojo? Shredder. The Yakuza. And they s- surround the house. They surround him, and then Dolph first comes out naked, but then he puts on, like, Speedos. Underwears. And he gives Brandon Lee all the guns, because he's like, I'm going to go get all my Ninja Turtle arsenal out of this. All my sharp movie. stuff. And then, it's of course, mall ninja. we get the line in this movie where Brandon Lee is like, Tanner, just in case we get killed, I wanted to tell you, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. Thanks. Which implies that he has seen a few dicks on women. So, Or just other animals. Like horses. Maybe he saw a whale penis. Yeah, whales. Those are really big. He did say in the movie that he loves going to the zoo. He did. I love going to the zoo. For the dicks? Obviously. Animal dicks? Okay, cool. Carol can tell you a really good story about some tortoises. And tiger dick, tiger dick, tiger dick. They fight off the Yakuza, except the Yakuza do get in and they they take Tia Carrera hostage. So Dolph is like, nope, they win. And they burn down the lake house. RSVP Dojo Lake House. Just like his cabin in Roadhouse. It's the very same way. Same way. It was rebuilt as a dojo. So Yoshida then decides to... Roadhouse. Torture both Lee and Dolph with, you know, acupuncture. Because why not? Let's just throw all the Asian stereotypes in this movie. I thought they were being electrocuted. Yeah, but with acupuncture. Did you not see the needle stuck in there? You got to complete the circuit somehow. What, are you going to put it on the nipples? Yeah, they were on those metal tables. But they escape. But yeah. then the car, because it was all just another part of the of the plot for the Yakuza, they then take the car and put it into the car crusher because they own, you know, the scrapyard or whatever. And try from Raymond Kalitri. Sh- and try to shred the car. They think that they succeed in killing Dolph and Brandon Lee. I think uh, and, I think that every car equates to at least one body. And again, remember, the Yakuza are wearing suits with no lapels, and they're wearing button-up shirts with no ties. It's the weirdest fucking look. And they then, are classy AF. And then, that's, of so course, you know, the main, the main henchman, Sato, was standing up there watching the car getting shredded, and he turns his back just when they escape, and he's like, heavy metal sushi! Ha ha ha! And so now the Yakuza thinks they're dead, but now, instead, Dolph is like, no, we're going to pretend to be dead. Let's let them think we're dead for at least like 20 minutes because I need a kung fu montage. Montage ensues. It took this long to get to the first montage. How funny is that? That's really yeah. crazy. And he puts on his like karate outfit. <laughs> he puts on his yeah, kim- all of his mall ninja stuff that he got from the same store. <laughs> yes. Okay. He puts on his kimono. It's a and store it, that it sells makes, bongs it makes and more, airsoft guns. It makes it more aerodynamic when he fights. And it's not enough to like practice in it. He wears it out to go fight in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just like full on like, look at me. I got my dojo. Yes. I got my kimono. He has put all of this stuff on before and like done karate in front of the But he's, but he's yeah. also he's also got to show off his sweet karate skills. Like, pun- like punching the mat, kicking the mat. Like Ali said, we're pretty sure we saw the same montage when uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Pretty sure oh, Buffy did the same thing. If only the big bad guy took so long to die, you know? Mm. 
But then again, I don't know. I don't think Buffy's bosoms were as heaving or as glistening as Dolph's were in that montage. Heaving and glistening. Oh my gosh, they were so much more enjoyable, for sure. Dolph's were? Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> now now you, now Yoshida thinks he's won. He's sitting there celebrating with the rest of the gangs of Los Angeles in the in the brewery. And again, it's in all the brewery. It's 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 all stereotypes again cuz even even the the one like Hispanic guys like, "Yo, Holmes, do you take care of them cops?" SA. Like literally every time he said something, he had to say like a Hispanic stereotype. And just as that happens, Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren steal the one red dragon truck that we see mm-hmm. and then they drive it back into the brewery and then all the the other gangs are like oh well you better take care of this shit now and then they run away yep mm-hmm. and a but big, they got m16s yeah so, big, a big yeah. gunfight ensues and they're like running through the streets of little tokyo well no but first through the brewery because yeah. they split up because yoshida goes one way with tia carrera and then Sato, the 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 main henchman, goes the other way, and Brandon uh, Dolph says to Brandon Lee, "He's like, I'll go after Yoshida. You take care of the rest." And Brandon Lee has this little kung fu fight scene with Sato, and he's trying to sit there and Mirandize him the whole time. Where he's like, "I said you have the right to remain silent. Kick, kick, punch, pa, pa. You have the right to an attorney. Kick, 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 punch, punch, pa." Knocks the guy over, and the guy falls into one of the meth cooking things. Mm. And then he's like, and you have the right right to remain dead. And throws a lighter down into it, and boom. Explodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes after Dolph. I hate him so much. Like, you know, for guys that give each other shit over their form, neither of them can use a rifle correctly. They got their elbow all hanging out. Waiting to get shot off. Nobody's looking at their form. They're looking at each other's form. They said so. Well, they're dicks at least. Totes. Also So true. they blow up the brewery yep. and then Yoshida runs out into Little Tokyo while there's like a, a parade happening. Yoshida turns around and shoots Dolph. Ah! Oh, are you okay? No, it's okay. It went right through. No, right through yeah, the I shoulder. Have a problem with that. Oh yeah? Tams? It was it looked to be right through the chest. The it, shoulder. It, it did. He has larger shoulders than most men. No, no, sir. Like, come on. That had to have hit some major arteries. Like that. No, nah, but it's totally okay. Have you ever seen a the movie? There's a circle around the shoulder that if you can put a round through it, you'll live uh, in forever. Like, forever. Mm, I don't think so. A Come sword in. fight ensues at the end, in the middle of this, in the middle of this parade. Yoshida gets cut across the tummy. So does Dolph Lundgren. Oh, and Dolph Lundgren loses his sword, but then he grabs Yoshida's sword from him and cuts him across the chest, then stabs him, then puts him in the middle of a pinwheel firework, which then, as you should. He's like screaming the whole time and it just it starts spinning mm-hmm. around and, and then it blows up and then you hear fatality. You don't. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Yoshida dies and they're they're like Tia Carrera, Dolph Lundgren, and Brandon Lee are all just walking back, you know, they're all wounded and fucked up and everything. And everybody in the parade is standing there like bowing to them. I know? love it when that guy was spinning, it was like, You spin me right round, baby, right. 
And then and then Brandon Lee's like, how are we going to write this up? How are we going to do this with the captain? Oh, we killed the bad guy, blew up all the evidence, and then stand and uh, ruined a parade. Dolph Lundgren was like, just call it community relations. The end of the movie. Everyone just wa- just watches this happen. Like, oh no, everybody, it's an honor fight. No one intervened. This happens all the time. See these guys with swords? They're going to relieve these two parade samurai of their celebration they swords. Had, yeah, they and then swords. they're going to fight in the middle of the street. This movie had a ton of people that were brought on to rewrite the movie. It was ridiculous. The only, the only reason why there are two people listed as the writers was... They were the people that actually like came up with the screenplay, and then it was taken from them and was like rewritten, 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 rewritten oh, like, multiple times. So there was a lot of time and energy spent on this. Yeah, movie. and a, a this lot, would be great on Broadway. Like a lot of it had to do with the fact, or at least at one point, the thing that um, because originally it was going to be like more of like a serious sort of like drama style film, like maybe like an L.A. Confidential or like some sort of other like gritty crime drama in LA, you know? But uh, then when they found out Mark Lester was involved, the director, and he just had a really big hit movie recently. Uh, he did Commando before he did this. Mm-hmm. The so awesome Steam Bennett. So yeah, so they wanted to do a more like jokey, like... Play-hearted. Yeah, like, like Commando, basically. So then it got like... There were like five or six people, like five or six people that were brought on after the fact to, um, you know, rewrite the movie. And then also after all the rewrites, they did all these viewings. And of course, it was received to terrible test screens and everything. So they it was originally an hour. It was like 140 minutes and then they cut it down. They had it to 90 minutes and they're like, nope, still too long, still too much. And then they cut it down to 78 minutes. Oh. That was my movie. That was Big Trouble, or I mean, Showdown in Little Tokyo. So, uh, pass or fail? Really don't feel like you need to go to Allie about this. Hi. Why yeah. would you say that? Yeah, why? I know he she looked hates right. It. No, he looked right at me and he was like, I'm not going to start with Tammy, so let me go to Guido. Yeah, I thought you were just going to start with Guido. Yeah. Pass, super pass. It's got tits, it's got swords, guns, uh, Dolph Lundgren's in it. Brandon Lee for like the six minutes of his life. Incredible movie. I really like it. So basically you're saying the plot, the I don't give a shit about writing, any of none of that matters. No, it's got sword it's fights, just... explosions. It's got um, ridiculous, crazy uh, representations of drugs that we know that don't look like that. Uh, you know, Dolph Lundgren's in, I don't know if you heard me. And um, tons of guns and Yakuza's slicing each other up. There's some sushi in the raw. That's cool. Okay. Uh, and, and again, explosions, swords, and boobs. And the way guns. he's talking about this movie, he does sound like Brandon Lee in that mm-hmm. one part where he's like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. That's not good enough. And then we're going to eat sushi, <laughs> or we're going to eat fish. That's it, buddy. Spill the beans. Tammy? Um, I was very entertained by this movie, so I'm going to pass it. Sweet. Nice. Look at that. I really liked the the scene in the bathhouse. <laughs> the bathhouse. That was really entertaining. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Um. With the hose. Wasn't sh- it was touch and go there for a moment. Wasn't sure if uh, Chris Kenner was gonna make it. Well, <laughs> wouldn't be a seventy eight minute movie without you know. I know. 
um, but yeah, it was it was entertaining. I, yeah, I enjoyed it, and it was in English, so that was helpful to me <laughs> to understand the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like with the whole yakuza thing. Did you need Did you need that explained into like who was this, who was that? No, I it was in English, so I I completely and then kept and then of course the yeah. If, if I was Chris, also not drinking while I was watching the movie, so if if Chris, if Chris if Chris Kenner did die early in the movie, they probably would have shaved off a. Another nine minutes or nine inches, right? Allie? Allie? Um, so I was actually going to pass this movie, too. So, uh, to you mm. and your... <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't Assumption like Brandon Lee. I actually think this movie's twat. fun. Brandon yeah. Lee is awful. Terrible actor. His character is terrible. Sorry. No, no, no. He paid the ultimate It's the price. acting. His acting is awful i never thought i would say dolph lundgren is the best part of this movie and he is he is you hear that punisher you did good delish yeah it's ridiculous but it's entertaining yeah so um yeah i would pass it nice Mm -hmm. i thought this was going to be my shitty movie where like everyone would hate it it would be like it would be like my twin sitters Mm. what the fuck man i'm right here but okay, yeah. So all right, hey, great universal pass for a terrible movie, but I'll take it. So uh, we'll kick it over here to Tammy. Uh, Tammy, quid pro quo. Thank you. So my uh, next episode will be about a 2001 thriller movie starring Michael Douglas, Sean uh, Sean Bean, Brittany Murphy, uh, directed by Gary Fletter, and it is Don't Say a Word. Ooh. And where can people watch it? They can rent it on Amazon Prime. I thought you were going to say I'll never tell. I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, does it say Oliver Platt? It does have Oliver Platt in it. He's a secondary character. So the the big heavy hitters are yeah. the three I mentioned. That's his bread and butter. <laughs> Oliver Platt, uh, Famke Jansen, and Fam- Jennifer Esposito Fam- are also supporting characters. Famke Jansen. Um, okay. So don't say a word, which is available for rental on Amazon Prime. All right. So we are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we are part of the Deluxe Edition Network. You can learn more about us and the other podcasts on the network at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. So um, the podcasts for the month of April that are highlighted are Barrel Age Flicks and HILF, which stands for History I'd Like to Fuck. And you can also vote in our first annual Denny Awards. So we are up for best podcasts, so vote for us. But there's also a whole bunch of other categories from each podcast contributed or created a category. Ours is Best Movie with the Worst Accents. You can find the link to vote at the Denny's on deluxeeditionnetwork.com or on our website, which is also where you can suggest a theme month. If you have a theme month idea for Quad Pro Quo, please suggest it on our website or you can send us an email at at quadproquopod at gmail.com. And please like us and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next time, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.